Coming up in Need to Know, if you feel like you're having deja vu, it's because once again, we are talking about this god-awful country's obsession with guns. In all the fields, we are getting ready for summer, whether COVID likes it or not. And in Gotta Do, we wrap up our Money May series with our own personal stories of financial growth or lack thereof. The podcast that encourages you to know, feel, and do to live your very best life. This is... Warden Webster. Hello, Isaiah Webster the third. Um, give us wait first. How are you doing? Because then I want to tell the listeners something. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode of Ward and Webster is brought to you by the letter N. Today I am feeling numb, nonchalant, but very necessary. Numb, nonchalant, and necessary. Okay, those mm-hmm. technically all start with ends. I'm not really thrilled about any of those, if I'm being honest, but I'm going to give you a pass. <laughs> And I'm going to tell the wonders why I'm giving you a pass. Mm-hmm. So y'all know Bianca and I work together. We are just coming out of a huge mm. work-related function for the past week. We are tired, <laughs> exhausted, and we really are unprepared this week. This is going to be a patchwork episode because we've been booked and busy. And as opposed to just not acknowledging it, Bianca, we're just going to tell people we're not ready. As a matter of fact, excuse me, as a matter of fact, we were supposed to do a book review today. I haven't even finished reading the book, so we can't even do that. <laughs> We are, this is a reminder <laughs> that like <laughs> on top of Warren and Webster, we are like full adults with a lot of shit going on. And this was a very busy week. This was a very, very busy week. Um, the I don't know why you haven't finished the book. It's because you don't listen to it on audio like I do. The book is very good. I finished it, but we will be doing our review next week. So the wonders if you have not finished reading Single Black Female by Tracy Brown, you have one more week. And the, and the Wanderers might appreciate one more week. Um, and we will both review <laughs> the May book next week and announce the June book all in the same episode next week. So we're, we will get it handled. I will say this, Bianca. I take a lot of pride in the fact that we've never missed a week since mm-hmm. we've been doing this show for a year and almost four months now. Um, and that is a very hard thing to do. <laughs> we, we haven't taken any hiatuses. We've, we've had a show every week. But that also means that some weeks, we just don't have as much time to 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 massage the show as we would have liked and this was just one of those weeks and we just need to like I think we should I think it's okay to like I think it is acknowledge it it is again a reminder that we are human um so wonders y'all gonna get what you get and don't get upset as I (laughs) tell my kids um what does it mean that you're a Spartan now why did you write this in here okay so picture it (laughs) Saturday May 22nd 21st what was last Saturday I don't know last Saturday so I earlier in the year my neighbor across the street was like hey I'm signing up to do a Spartan race would you like to join me and I was in a I was kicking off my year of yes like I'm trying to say yes to more things so I was like sure why not um she was like it's in May so we have time to like get ready and some friends of hers had done it the year before so I was like okay bet yes I'm gonna do that 
So Spartan races happen all over the country and I think internationally as well. My, my BFF Joey has done them. They're essentially races and like obstacles and like um, just challenging all of your muscles. <laughs> so this one was a 5K. It happened at um, the National Stadium in the district. It was 5K, but 20 obstacles. So you are literally running through the stadium. You're carrying 50 pound sandbags on your shoulders. You are jumping over things. You're climbing through things. You're like crawling on the floor in things and any obstacles that you can't do, you have to do burpees. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It is what <laughs> it was also, I think it was like the hottest day that we've had thus far, but we started early. So our, so also let me say this, we were um, team two fears and it was a group of 11 uh, amazing, well, 10 women and, and one gentleman. Um, but I was one of the youngest participants. So these were grown, grown women, 50, 60 plus climbing over seven foot walls, honey, doing the things. It was amazing. Um, And I started and I finished, almost broke my ankle (laughs) towards the end, but it was so much, it was so much fun because I think I was terrified. Like I was like, I can't climb over a seven foot wall, but Bianca did. And I was like, I can't lift 60 pounds and be running up and down stairs and things, but Bianca did. And so when I came back, I was super pumped. So I was everybody that I talked to at our work function. I was like, Hey, you want to do this Spartan race with me? including you. Um, so the next one, the Spartan Stadium. So there's different types. There's some that are 10K. There's some that are 50K that are like through the wilderness and mud. Some that involve like swimming, biking, all kind of like triathlon type shit. You know, I don't swim and or bike. So we're not doing that. But the next one, uh, the next stadium is in Philly in September. I have invited Isaiah Webster III to partake in that. Um, I am putting together a team. It is going to be a very good time. So um, that will definitely be a Warden Webster adventure. Look at your face. Yeah, I'm not doing that. And I don't even know why I would have to explain to you or even the people listening to this show why. I mean, it's obviously- Why wouldn't you? You work out every day. You are in excellent shape. And beca- and and so and so there it is. So I already work out. I don't need to do other things to work out. As you just said, I already but, work out. But it is like, nope. it's the challenges, it's nope. the obstacles. Nope. It's the, and in Phil- Philadelphia, do- Philadelphia, Pennsylvania- yeah. No, man. I figured Mm-mm. we could make like nope. a whole weekend of it. Nope, nope, nope. Have you ever been to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? Yes. Oh, and you're going back? <laughs> I was just there last summer running up the Rocky stairs. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I have no outfits for Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I will. <laughs> I I don't believe that. So we will definitely have a video, a little Warden Webster live. There will be pictures. We will have our Spartan medals. I'm very excited. I'm already just, I'm signing you up. So I don't even know why we're having this conversation. You just, just all you have to do is show up. Some of our coworkers are going, it's going to be really fun. Please don't pay it. If it costs any money, do not waste your money on me on a stop for me. Cause I won't be there, Bianca. Yes, and this is September. Will. Is this, what day of the week is this? It's a Saturday, September 17th. Okay, because, um, you know, football starts back in September. I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, I can explain to you, but you will tire of hearing about it before I'm done. Suffice it to say, 
Um, it will take precedence over whatever this here foolishness is that you don't. But you know what, Bianca, I will say this. I'm happy that you're being more active. You do kind of from time to time go through all these little physical challenges. Weren't you doing, um, what's that thing that all of the, uh, these queens do? The, the, what, uh, uh, CrossFit, weren't you doing CrossFit at one time? Oh, I was doing a boot camp. Yeah. Boot camp. And then weren't you and one of our one of our um sisters doing squats every day or something yes. like that? Like you always out there trying to like stay fit. So I think that's cute for you. I'm already fit. I don't I don't need I don't need to do all that. You can and you will, and I'm gonna sign you up. <laughs> So it's going to be so much fun, Isaiah. Trust me. And there's a lot of shirtless men out there. So it's really right up your alley. Um, Before we (laughs) get into this show, as we mentioned in the opening, once again, we're talking about these guns. Um, So content warning for sure, because if you are living in this... In the year of our Lord, 2022, especially in the past, what, two weeks, if that, you know, just all of the the tragedy that's been happening. Um, And we're going to talk about that a little bit. So feel free to uh, pause here, take care of yourself or fast forward to all the fields where we'll be talking about, I don't know, pools and pedicures or just (laughs) something, uh, something lighter. On Tuesday, May 24th, 19 students and two teachers tragically lost their lives in a mass shooting that that took place at Robb Elementary School in Ovalde, Texas. We want to know what it's going to take for this country to move past just their thoughts and prayers. Uh, Like we had mentioned before, I was, we were conferencing and, and doing all of the, doing all of the things. So on Tuesday, when I got home, I was tired and I went straight to bed. I didn't, didn't look at anything, didn't turn anything on, literally went straight to bed. And then I woke up in the middle of the night. And so I was just happened to be just scrolling through social media and seeing all these things about, uh, about prayers for Texas and no more prayer thoughts and prayers, policy and change. And I was like, what, what is, what is happening? What are talking about um and then I started to click and see the news articles and and just to learn more about about the shooting that took place I I learned the term from one of our colleagues the following day um uh called doom scrolling where it's like you're on social media and something terrible is happening you're just scrolling and just constantly like you kind of go down a rabbit hole of just all of the consuming all this information and I was like nah Bianca because I found myself doing that and I was like I have to go to bed as a parent so I'm going to speak from from that point first um because the same wonderful co-worker the next day when we went back to our conference Wednesday um she said can I ask you something and I was like sure she was like you know did you did you hug your kids extra tight this morning and as soon as she said that I just broke tears tears um because I I did Wednesday morning I was uh extra present extra patient um, extra focused on my children for the simple fact that we are constantly reminded that one life is short, that tragedy is happening um, in our country, in our communities every day, um, back to back. 
when I was watching the news and seeing these children, these fourth graders, these 10 year olds, and I'm, and I'm thinking about Noah and I'm thinking about Grace. Um, and I cannot, I cannot imagine, I just cannot imagine what it's like to be the parents of these children. And it is beyond senseless violence. Um, and at the same time, it, and I think that's why one of my, my letter ends today was numb because at this point I'm like, well, shit, it was just, you know, black people in the grocery store being gunned down barely two weeks ago. And, and those, um, feelings and emotions and fear and anxiety that it brings. Um, but the reminder that our children are not safe in school, um, the amount of uh, mass shootings that have taken place in school, and and of course we'll share you know some of the information that um, that we received or just or that we found. But um, Mother Jones is a really great website, but they have this very comprehensive. Um, database, a full database of all of the, um, of mass shootings that have happened in this country from 1982 to 2022. So it was just updated on, on Tuesday. Um, and so they provide where the location, the summary, you know, how many victims, and it's just so many. And then seeing all of the, um, you know, the shootings that specifically have taken place in school. I remember when Columbine happened. Like I remember being in high school, um, you know, when that, when that happened, it brings up Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook has been coming up quite a bit because that was what, barely 10 years ago and small children, 20 small children. This country, (laughs) their love of guns and their desire for folks to procreate whether they want to or not as they 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 tell birthing people what to do with their bodies um but are doing nothing to keep people children anyone safe um and it is it, it it's a level of anger and frustration that i feel but at the same time uh fear and loss like there's also this well, what now? You know, and later we'll talk about like just children in particular, because I've been really thinking about um, and just reading different things on how to talk to, how to talk to my own children about, about what is happening, um, ways to make them feel safe, et cetera. Because my son is me, like he is a natural warrior as myself. So just, just things that I've been doing at home to kind of, um, you know, protect them. But I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. You don't get what? I don't get how, you know what I do because (laughs) um, the amount of money that should Ted Cruz in particular um, receives from all of the, the, the pro gun folks that, um, 
the contributions that they receive from the gun rights groups. Ted Cruz alone, $442,000. And so there's just all of these, these Republicans that are receiving so much money um, from the gun rights groups, so th- which also incentivizes the, the lack of care and what the fuckness of it all um, to continue to not put any um, <laughs> real laws in place. Yeah, I mean, that that's very true. We're going to get into the timeline of what happened in Texas this week. And I know you have the timeline of that, Bianca, and you already referenced the shooting, uh, the mass killing of African-Americans at the Tops uh, grocery store in Buffalo. And so I think it's important to just say that, you know, what, two, just two weeks ago, a white supremacist killed, you know, elderly Black people who were just getting groceries. And then shortly thereafter, another crazy person went into a, a fourth fourth grade classroom and killed students. Their only sin was that they went to school that day. Like, it's all fucking crazy. And these things happen and our Congress does absolutely nothing. I was really struck by the president's comments on Tuesday evening The first lady was by his side. She rarely is for things like this, but I think that she was really uh, struck because she's an educator. It's such such a core thing to her. And I think the idea of the classroom being a place for this really got to her. But the president in his comments to the nation was like, what the hell is this? When is enough enough? This doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. Why aren't we doing anything about it? Like every other country has depressed people. Every other country has mental illness. Every other country has COVID. Every other country has people that that have issues, but every other country doesn't have mass shootings. That is a very American thing. That is 100% us. And so it is absolutely because we fetishize guns and we prioritize guns over the lives of Americans, even when it's children. So let me just go ahead and give you all the end of this. And it's, and I'm, I'm going to warn you, we already gave you the, the trigger warning. This is not a hopeful segment. And what I'm about to say is not hopeful at all. This is not going to change. This is who we are. They're not going to pass a law. They're not going to take these guns off the street. There's 400 million guns on the streets in America. There are more guns than there are people in America. They are, they are never going to do anything about it. And if you, if you are listening to this podcast and you think that they are, you are mistaken. This is just the way that it's going to be. The one hopeful thing is that if you have means, you can leave this fucking country and live somewhere else where it's safer. You could absolutely do that. But if you think that we're not going to have mass shootings in the United States of America, you are not paying attention. This shit is here to stay. It's not going to change. The Congress will not do anything. Bianca, I'm going to remind you. They had a congressional baseball game. Some crazy person Mm -hmm. went to the congressional baseball game and shot him up. One of the leading Republican House members, Steve Cleese of Louisiana, who I think is currently the minority whip, Almost died. He got shot and almost died. And I was thinking to myself, okay, well, as soon as he gets out of that hospital bed, surely he's going to have a change of heart. Nope. <laughs> nope. Too much like right. <laughs> let, me, let me say it again. Mm-hmm. The man almost died in a mass shooting and he still won't do anything about the guns. So Bianca, they're never going to do anything about the guns. 
this is, I mean, that's just, it is what it is. So then we have to decide how we're going to live in a society that is highly weaponized Mm -hmm. where an 18 year old who just turned 18, just turned two days can go and get two (laughs) rifles, Mm -hmm. an AR 15 that, that is not, that is not used in any type of hunting nowhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to get to the timeline for nearly an hour Mm -hmm. inside the schoolhouse, Mm -hmm. just shooting it up. After he nearly killed his grandmother. Yes shot shot her in the face i just don't understand but you know where they did take away guns though (laughs) the nra annual (laughs) convention that they had well by the time this episode airs on friday (laughs) well i think i saw that and they said that it was because former president trump was going to be there and they didn't mm -hmm. want any weaponry to be in the room when he was in the room it's interesting how you know, when the privileged white fuckers who are, who do nothing but advance racism and white supremacy and misogyny and all the rest, when they come to town, oh, you can't have your rifles. That Let's day. keep them safe. But when the kids are in school, <laughs> you know, exactly. we, we're not going to be concerned with what type of gun measures we could say that would would save their lives. We want to keep President Trump <laughs> safe. It's absurd. It's just, it's, it's a sickness. And Bianca, really I don't understand why every single person who is who has the right to vote in this country is not voting people out of office who refuse to do something about these guns. It's as simple as that. I don't, I don't, it's exhausting. Like, I know that, that on one hand, it's like, how do we live knowing that that this is what it is um you know we are we are the kids have active shooter drills in their school um and I remember when the kids had one this year and they were they were telling me about it I was like you had a what wait what now um and you know they're explaining it in their own way and I will never forget it's it's weird that I remember but being in like pre-k or like kindergarten and having our my first tornado drill because I went home and told my mother we had a tomato drill she's like girl that's not a thing but I remember having the tornado drill and from that point being very afraid of like natural disaster right and so now we have to have active shooter drills in our schools what does that do to what does that do to the psyche of our kids well it's traumatizing I'm sure but it's necessary because you're much more likely to die in this country in a shooting than you are any other way far more likely than a car crash than a plane crash than any other random way so it's essential for your to survive. <laughs> so as traumatizing as it is, we have no other recourse. If we refuse to take the guns out of the hands of people and off the streets, then we have no other recourse than to prepare people for the very likelihood that they, at some point in their life, will be in an active shooting. Bianca, I have friends who have been in active shootings and they can tell you how traumatizing it is. And they can tell you how, you know, you never forget it, how it changes you as a person. And these are grown folks. So you can only imagine how it, how it lands on kids. And I'll just say this, you know, I've been saying on my Twitter feed this week that the second amendment needs to be repealed. And this is something that most democratic lawmakers don't want to say because, you know, 
I don't know, reasons. Um, when the Second Amendment was ratified, there were not 400 million weapons on the streets of America. Um, I don't know that the framers, as fucked up as they were, I don't even though I don't think that even they envisioned that you and I could have like hundreds and hundreds of guns that shoot all these bullets in less than a minute. I don't think that's what they intended, Bianca. So this idea that the Second Amendment just gives you the right to own as many rifles, to shoot as many bullets as you want to shoot, what the fuck is that? Repeal the Second Amendment. It doesn't need to be a thing. There's, I don't think, <laughs> no other kind... There's plenty of countries where you don't have a right to bear arms and they seem to be doing just fine. Right? <laughs> right? So, because people always say, oh, what about self-defense? And I always say, okay, well, in all the other countries where they don't allow guns, they seem to be prospering and living and living long <laughs> lives and they don't have any gun violence. And so why can't we be like them? <laughs> <laughs> because we, we prioritize guns over people. We prioritize again these the the list of Republicans and the money that they are getting from the gun rights groups. Now they're not going to give that up. They're, they are very clearly not giving that up. Yes, and I get that this country was built on a set of freedoms, and the reason that you know America's America's because you're you you know you're quote unquote free here. But here's the thing, Bianca, your freedom to own a gun does not outweigh a child's freedom to mm. not be mowed down in their classroom. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about here is the idea that some freedoms supersede others. And an eight-year-old in school, mm -hmm. their right to grow up and our collective responsibility as a society to create a society in which that can happen far outweighs your right to have 10 rifles just because you want 10 rifles. That part. These motherfuckers, and we talked about it over Christmas. These these Republican members, where they're taking photos over the Christmas tree, yes, over the Christmas in front of the Christmas tree. Everybody in the family has a rifle in their hands, from the five year old on up. That is sick. That is so sick. But that's how it starts. This idea that oh, we're you know we're gonna own as many guns, we're gonna shove it in your face. Everyone's got a rifle, and you we're gonna own the libs. Owning the libs is not worth this because. We have got, we got dead, dead children in their school. And it's like, it's like people just, this, this is, this isn't even the first time this has happened. Sandy Hook happened. We've had high schools shot up. We've had multiple elementary schools shot up. So like, it's becoming, it's getting to the point, Bianca, where it's going to start happening and no one, it won't even really be news because it'll be the norm. Why would, why would NBC need to go to every shooting if it's just going to be, we're going to treat it like an accident, like a car, car crash. <laughs> they won't be able to keep up <laughs> because clearly, clearly here we are even now unable to, unable to keep up. Our wonderful friends at Today Explained, <laughs> of course. We love them if you don't know. I mean, if you're not listening to Today Explained, I just, what are you doing? Um, the most recent episode was, was, was literally about this and talking about one, folks who, children who were, who were children and survived mass shootings and, and their thoughts on, on guns and gun rights today and how that definitely varies. Some are like, 
no, you know, no guns on the streets, like take it. I've been through that. I've seen it. And then the completely the other side where it's like, because I have been through a mass shooting, I, you know, have the right to, to bear arms and defend myself and, and all of those things because they, because of what they've witnessed. And so it is just the, the fact that we have choice, <laughs> um, the fact that the second amendment, it, it, exists and 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 we have choice um people are exercising it and at the same time we are paying the price when an 18 year old two days after his birthday can purchase an assault rifle and murder and harm and without without any question the babies (laughs) um so i've just been uh looking up um how to talk to children about mass shootings and there have been um quite a few really great articles and stuff that's out there pbs and sesame street always does a phenomenal job of putting things out but this um this list came from the i think the american school counselors association um and just just what to do after and i had seen an article also from um on today's website i think that originally they had put out in 2015, like how to talk to your kids. And they were, and in the top of it, they put this edit, like this, this article has been updated so many times because so many, this continues to happen. Um, But a few things that's mentioned from the American school counselors, um, try and keep routines as normal as possible. Kids gain gain security from the predictability of routine, including attending school. And I know I was seeing on my timeline, um, just from a lot of like my fellow parents, kind of like, how do we, you know, get our kids ready for school now, you know, Wednesday morning, what does that, what does that look like? Um, And it's hard and the routine at the same time, the routine is important. Um, Limit exposure to television and the news. I have been Um, you know, on one hand, it's like, I don't, I can't keep my kids in a bubble. They, they know that the world is happening outside of our home, but I've been really mindful about limiting how much news is on, how much content that they're seeing. I'm, I'm turning it off because I know, um, it is going to, I know it's going to, to stir up feelings of anxiety that I don't want for them. Um, The next point is be honest with kids and share with them as much information as they're developmentally able to handle. So Grace is seven. The conversations I, you know, have with her look different than what I have with Noah at at 10. Um, But at the end of the day, in the core, I'm I'm telling them that it is our job to keep them safe. Um, Listen to kids' fears and concerns reassure kids that the world is a good place to be, but there are people who do bad things. And that has been tough because there are a lot of bad people doing some really shitty things that they are seeing and hearing about every day. Um, And lastly, families and adults need to first deal with and assess their own response to crisis and stress. Um, And I think that that's, again, thank God for therapy. And we talked about last week too um but just having a space as adults where we can process what is what is happening um in this in in this world 
process it as a parent process i'm processing as a black person in this country when young white boys can go into grocery stores and 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 shoot folks that look like me um and so how how do we how do we deal how do we um navigate in a world where that is not safe for us um, while also taking care of our children and those around us. There's nothing on this list about how this is uniquely American. What, Mm. if anything, do you tell your kids about that? Because it's true, Bianca, that there's racism all over the world. So if Mm -hmm. your kids were growing up in Europe, they would face racism. Mm -hmm. However, if they were growing up in Amsterdam, they wouldn't have to worry about a mass shooting because there aren't any <laughs> Amsterdam. <laughs> so what do you say to them about how this is, this is a, this is an us thing. Mm, that is a really, that's a really good question. And something for me to think about because it hasn't come up in that particular lens that it is uniquely red, white, and blue. I, I need to. <laughs> do you know why I asked that question? Hmm. You know, I'm in my 40s. I've lived my whole life here. I've traveled the world, but I've never seriously considered living anywhere else. And everyone has to make that individual decision for themselves. And there's there's pros and cons. But I do think, Bianca, that we should uh, instill in our children at least the, the possibility that they could live the vast majority of their life outside of the United States. I have an uncle, one of my um, my mother's brothers, um, Sylvester, my uncle Sylvester, he has lived for the past 40 years in Germany and he loves it. He, he refuses to come back. And I often think about him when something like this happens, because in Germany, they just, they just don't have this. It's just, it's just, they just don't have it. And it's like, he left, he lived his whole life there. He's got a, he's got a, a partner there. I don't think that he's married to her, um, but he's, he's lived a great life there. And the, the entire rest of the family is still in the United States. So he's kind of like the outlier. But my point here is that he left. He found a life for himself away from the United States, and it is prosperous. It is just as prosperous as our life here. And so I'm going to go back to the point that I made. This country is, this is the way that it's going to be. And, and I think it's going to get a little, I think it's going to get worse, Bianca, before it gets better, if I'm being honest. But there's nothing that says you have to live the, the majority of your life. Or you can live the majority of your life anywhere. Very true. We, I might just have to pack up my little rewards and hit it. because it's yeah yeah and I think I think it starts with Mm. when you're growing up your parents your family your community setting that as a potential expectation I mean if you if by the time you're my age or your age and you and you've lived this this much of your life in the country it's kind of hard to go and live somewhere else I mean you could do it but like Mm -hmm. you know the roots start to like really take root Mm -hmm. but if your children wanted to study abroad, just to yeah. see what that was like, to see if yeah. they even liked it, then that's, that gives them a little bit more of a, you know, a, a launching pad to maybe mm-hmm. living abroad mm-hmm. and just having another way of life. Not to say yeah. that it's all, it's never going to be all better, but another different than this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> literally different than this in some places safer than this. And so, you know, there's just, the possibilities are endless. So if they come into me and they say, <laughs> they say when they're done with high school or wherever, oh man, packing my shit up because this country is trash. I'm like, you know what? Fair. <laughs> come, it really is fair. Come on. <laughs> let's, 
let's go um to to wrap this <laughs> just just a just a wrap this up and again and I was like damn we did have um last year what was it like guns books and boobs no it was <laughs> it was one of the very first episodes where we were talking yes. about the politics of guns and yeah. the banning of books and mm-hmm. I don't know I don't remember how the booze fit into the conversation it might not have been booze I, I might have just thrown that in there just now but yeah I need we, a cocktail. We, we've talked about it a number of times and mm-hmm. remember we were gonna talk about it when the tops restaurant restaurant yeah. when the tops supermarket mm-hmm. was um shot up but we decided we wanted to keep the show light and then mm-hmm. lo and behold, another shooting took place a little over a week later. Mm-hmm. And here we are. As we as we often say, um, please take care of yourselves. Just um, if you are a parent, if you know children, even if you're not a parent, hug them, love them, let them know that they are safe. The kids know all the time that that my job as their parents is to love teach and protect them and I love them and I'm also teaching them that this world is not um always the best or the safest uh, but it is my job to protect them in any way that I possibly can and as a parent it's hard so I can only imagine you know the parents of these 19 students um the two teachers that that were killed trying to protect their children they were mothers also um you know, how we, how we continue to protect them. But I just encourage us to continue to do the best we can with the resources that we have. Um, And the resources also this show, being able to turn it on every week, get a little chuckle, a little information um, and take a deep breath. Before I introduce the next segment, I'm going to encourage all the listeners to shake off Uh, need to know. So if you're able to physically get up and just change the energy in the room that you're in, do that. If you want to take some deep breaths, do that. Do whatever you need to do to shake that off before we completely change the topic coming up in this next segment. In this week's All the Feels, we get you ready for summer 2022 with our preview of everything you gotta do. (laughs) You see what I did there? This summer. (laughs) Did y'all see what I did there? I mentioned got to do and all the feels, whatever. Okay. So we had a summer preview last year and I thought it would be a really cute idea to do a preview maybe every year. So when I think about summer, Bianca, I break it up into three parts. June is pride. July is a 4th of July and patriotism, even though you hate it. Nope. And then (laughs) August is, um, wait, when is Juneteenth? So I guess pride would, June would be pride and June. Juneteenth. Yeah. Yeah. And then July would be Americana and then <laughs> August would be vacations and kind of like, Ooh. uh, doing that. So I wanted to split up the, this segment into thinking about how we're going to spend our summer in that sphere. But before we do that, when you think about summer, do you split it up? Do you think about it in any certain way? No. You think about your kids are out of school. I know that's how the word starts. I think about summer camp. I think about um, this year, just trying to be intentional to get some more beach time in thinking of, you know, little ways that we can escape. Um, I do think about 4th of July going to the universe soul circus. Cause I told you last year that I do blackity black things. <laughs> 4th of July. She's and so I will ridiculous. be doing the same on Juneteenth. Do you buy new clothes for summer? Okay, so in my last therapy session, I was telling my therapist that bright colors ground me like just when I'm feeling anxious, like bright colors like that, that just kind of revives me. So I have 
I have kicked off my summer shopping and I might've lost a couple, two, three pounds or whatever. So, you know, I need things that fit. Um, and so I've been buying a lot of bright color shirts and sandals and my shorts. It, yeah, the summer wardrobe is popping. So I think I told you that I'm redoing my patio um, at my apartment. I'm actually, well, so redoing it is, I'm doing it because it's, <laughs> wasn't really done before holiday festive though Um, your happy hour that's true but now I'm doing plants I'm doing lights I'm doing I'm I'm fully decorating it's gonna have an umbrella and all the rest and I wanted to have it in place for pride season because you know this is when the queens like to be outside with you know no clothes on drinking cocktails and just having all the things and so I'm getting my patio ready for the summer for the times that I'll be there now you know I travel a lot and so there's only a few weekends really that I'll be in town um but I wanted to have the patio um done and I may have you over for a function if you're on your good behavior then in DC I live on the parade route for the pride parade so it's always a good spot to come over to my house uh before or after the parade but this year I'm not I'm gonna miss the parade because you and I will be in California for work um so but I but I'll still have some sort of you know June Pride-ish function at some point um you know uh later that month side note you said you might do a, a Black Pride function this weekend did you change your mind did because COVID is outside and (laughs) and I am really I was like you know what Bianca just just stay indoors um because I want to be well for when we go to California okay so this summer I, I thought we could talk about what we're looking forward to this summer um so I'm looking forward to finishing up my patio and really utilizing it for the first time even though I've lived there for almost a year and a half I'm looking forward to some fun trips that I may do in um, August and September. So I'm going to the U.S. Open at the end of the summer. My friend and I are discussing a possible trip to the Netherlands, which is why Amsterdam was on my mind earlier in this show. So I might be doing that in August. And then, of course, you and I have a work trip in August to one of my favorite places, Florida, which is where I'm at now. So like trips are really coming back this summer for me. Now, you already mentioned COVID trash. There is a, I was going to say mini spike, but this might just be a spike. <laughs> there is nothing mini about this shit right here. <laughs> um, the one positive I can say, Bianca, is that it it appears that no severe illness is, is coming mm. from this. There's a sub variant for Omicron that's that's going across the nation now. We've, the cases have gone up, hospitalizations have gone up, but deaths have not gone up and serious illness has not gone up. So once again, thank you to science for mm-hmm. giving us these vaccines. They are literally keeping us alive. I, there's just no other way to say it. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you looking forward to this summer? I am looking forward to uh, taking time off. I'm going to use some of my vacation days, even if it's just to be at home playing with my big toe. Um, besides the work travel that we have for June and August, I think, yeah, some beaching I want to do. I think I want to do a little, little Rehoboth with the, with the children because, you know, I have to work around them. Um, well, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry to interrupt. How long will they be at camp? Every day, but it's a day camp. They come home. Oh, so uh, I'm sorry. Oh, so when I think of they were camp, going away? Yeah, because that's Not what camp baby. is. No. Oh, well, because they don't want to because you don't want, you don't allow that. Both. Oh, okay. 
so so Noah got into this youth leadership um summer forum thing and it's it's a week and it's like in Virginia so it's not even really far and so they have the option of staying there it's a STEM program or whatever and they have the option of staying there and I was like oh Noah would you want to stay and he was like no I want to come home every day why would I want to stay there okay And I think for multiple reasons, one, he does not like to sleep in a room with anybody else. And they're sleeping like two to three in a room or whatever. Um, That is not his bag. (laughs) Okay. So I interrupted. You were saying. So yes. So day camps. Um, So just thinking of like weekend adventures, um, possibly going to Aruba in August, possibly. I think the husband and I might try to escape um, and go to Aruba. Um, we also have some big things planned later on in the year mm-hmm, that are going to be, you're going on a cruise in the fall, right? Yeah. That are going to be really costly. And so it's kind of like, we have to save our coins as we talk money may, we kind of have to save our coins for some of these bigger expenses later, bigger expenses later on in the year. So summer might be light local, some day trips, some, you know, I have family in Jersey. We always go up there to lay by the, my aunt's pool and just, I just want to be outside as much as possible. Um, yeah. Now, last year you did this made up thing for like your half birthday in July. And I'm, you know, that's not really a thing, but, but you did do it. Are you doing that again this year? Speaking of which we could definitely talk about it right here. Are you going to be around for the July weekend? Or are you going away? I think right now I don't have any plans. Okay, good. Because I am contemplating. So, you know, my half birthday is July 1st. It is a Friday. So I am contemplating um, a little Ward and Webster live situation. Well, a couple of things. So I think that's a holiday weekend. So most people will be, I think, traveling. You're not. I'm not. And we'll okay. invite okay. people. Fair. <laughs> Absolutely Friday. fair. Maybe they'll leave that Saturday morning. I'm just saying. Wanders, we would love to know what you're looking forward to this summer and what you have mm-hmm. planned. So slide on into these DMs, tag us on social media. We're on Instagram and we're on Twitter and let us know what you're doing in the summer of 2022. It's what you got to do. Even yes. This is all the face. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're doing anything that you would have wanted to do last year, but couldn't, I think that's, I think that's what's happening too. It's like people are using this summer to make up for the past two summers that we, we had, our, didn't we have our shots last summer? When did, when did the shots start? Oh yeah. The shots were last summer. People were vaxxed and waxed last summer too. Yeah. yeah I think I've been, but I've then been, it I've, shut down in the fall. Yeah. I felt unrestricted since last summer. Now, now, you know, some people even now are not out here in these streets. So it really just depends on your comfort level. Fair. Take care of yourselves, please. Uh, Side note. So um, I've been wearing my mask on planes because, you know, COVID. Do you know that there was some woman walking down the aisle today with no mask, uh, literally sneezing, saying, excuse me. And I was like, if you don't put something over your fucking mouth, I am going to seriously have a reaction. Thank you. Because it was also so disgusting. That one, it's just gross. She was sneezing into her hands, Bianca. Into oh. her hands. Now, she was going to the restroom, so I assume that she uh, washed them. But she should have had a mask on. <laughs> and there are so many things that we were doing really reckless pre-COVID, like pre-masks, that people are just getting back to. Sneezing in their hands all willy-nilly is one of them. Just gross. 
Um, moving us along, anywho, in Gotta Do, we say goodbye to Money May and goodbye to the simpler times when we had no money and didn't even notice. <laughs> I don't know what this segment is about. We had, and so we had a conversation with one of our work wonders mm. and she gave us really great ideas about, you know, what we should talk about. Isaiah didn't write them down. <laughs> Which is I don't understand why there was even an expectation that I would because you're the producer of this week's show. She wants to come on. We could have actually invited her on to have this I conversation. Know. But oh my again, gosh, yes. producer award didn't feel the need to reach out. Look, this week has been a lot. Okay. And you've been on planes, trains, automobiles. So you ain't really even have time. Anywho. Um, but one of the things that did come up <laughs> and I also ponder, what was your first salaried position? When when did you first make any money that made you feel grown? So or that was, you thought was money, but now isn't. Oh, 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 oh my first, I can I can tell you it was eighteen thousand dollars. Um, as a street Ooh. outreach worker in rural Louisiana. I was still in college. And I'm gonna tell you how I knew that it was not a lot of money. Cause I didn't at 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 whatever, 22, whatever old I was, I thought it was something. I remember telling another person that I had a job now and that what my salary was and like their whole face changed and they were like that's nothing and I was like what do you mean that's nothing this is my first job fuck you <laughs> fuck you and that energy but she was right eighteen thousand dollars that was like I don't even know how that was a legal salary <laughs> but I want to say that's what it was maybe it was because that sounds really low doesn't it it does sound very low this was full-time did you have benefits i don't you know i'm old bianca so i really <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's really all a blur but 18 sticks out in my mind um as like the very first one and the street outreach workers look these were entry-level roles these yes. were not you didn't have yes. any, uh, supervision so that that and in louisiana that might be correct that might have been because this, this was the 90 yeah that that might have been correct but 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 shame on whoever poo pooped you because eighteen thousand in Louisiana, rural Louisiana, might have been money though if you think about it. Anyway, <laughs> in retrospect, that's a that's a that's a significantly low salary for any job mm-hmm. in in America, I think. But I believe don't I'm only ninety percent sure that's what it was because uh, it's been I've had so many jobs through the years, and um, so I think so. What about yours? So my first not even so not salary but my first hourly paid position was also street outreach look how we are aligned um making ten dollars an hour no twelve dollars an hour I think um and I remember telling my mother like I am making twelve dollars an hour to go to the clubs and talk to people about sex and hand out condoms and she was like girl that's what I was doing in the 80s for free why (laughs) Why are they paying you to do this? <laughs> I think she might've been a little bit jealous because I was getting paid. She's like, girl, that was me hanging out in the village. Um, and so then, so I was doing that part-time. And then I remember once I had graduated um, college, I was then offered at the same organization, I was offered a full-time salary position. And I think, I think it was like 22, either 22 or 24,000. I think that was back in 2004. Yeah, I think it was a part-time job I'm referring to. I don't think it was full-time because I because I was still in college. So it had to have been a part-time job. And it was 18,000. 
Um, but yeah, I so I had, you know, I had little odd jobs before that. I thought you meant the first job job. No, I meant job job. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And so once I, it was the first, it was like my first job job where I was like, oh, I have benefits. <laughs> like, what is this insurance? Like I was able to then come off my parents' insurance and I felt grown. <laughs> but when I look back, I'm like, oh, that was not money, friend. No, no, I don't. I definitely didn't feel grown. I, um, and I don't remember the insurance situation, if I'm being honest. Um, it wasn't even really enough money to like even be that concerned about. So this whole segment is about financial prosperity and saving. Girl, there wasn't much to save after I finished doing what I was doing in, in, the, in my early 20s, please. I drank most of that. <laughs> I was going to say trust. Bianca had a salary, but those eviction notices were still ending up on the door when that rent was not getting paid. Exactly. Because <laughs> once you pay, once you pay rent and you're, and I had a car and my car note and insurance, there was nothing left, was nothing left. Nothing. And it didn't even matter that the gas was only 99 cents at the time. What a time. <laughs> we could go in on that, but we, that's for another, that's for another show. <laughs> I remember being able to fill up a tank in my little Hyundai Elantra for less than 20 bucks. Now couldn't even get me down the street, but I think <laughs> about I don't know, but at the time I felt, um, I don't know, I felt like I was doing something. Like I felt like, ooh, I have a, a salary and a uh, 403B and I had, you know, and I, I, even though I wasn't really putting real money into it, if I would have known that what I know now, I would have been putting money into savings. No, you wouldn't have because you didn't have enough to put in there. I mean, that, that was just the thing. I mean, yeah. how much could you have skimmed off of what, what the take home was? It, it was not feasible, Bianca, really hundred dollars in there okay okay <laughs> if, if that makes you feel better do it you do that put a hundred in there girl i'm not i'm trying to help her <laughs> <laughs> but i think back so you know the husband and i talk about when when we bought our home tw almost 12 years ago now combined our salary, this is my dog all loud in the background. Our salary combined was less than probably like less than $63,000, You say this many times and I'm still, I still I can't don't believe it. I really. don't, neither can I. <laughs> I want to see the W2. Sorry, we was making <laughs> no money. You hear me? But at the same time, um, it was also, it was also just us. So when we think about our expense, there wasn't daycare, there wasn't feeding a family of five, there wasn't, it was, it was us, bills, mortgage, yes, but now as we, I'm sorry, my dog is, he's shaking off life, um, <laughs> but I think as we make more, the expenses are higher, like, I feel like I still don't see it, but you have fancy disposable rich uncle income. So maybe you do. <laughs> you know, I love how you always try to turn this around on me. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to put this mirror right back up to you. No one told you and Cliff to start a family. That was y'all's decision to start Don't a family. So, so they're my pension plan. They're my retirement, those kids. Cause one of them will put me in a nice home. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not here to argue with you about that. I, but I'm here to remind you that if you want to, if, if anyone who's listening, if you want to be able to have all your money, condoms are real cheap. Some people give them away free. <laughs> Bianca, Bianca should do that for a living. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so 
there's no reason why you need to be having these cheer-ins if you don't want to have these cheer-ins. And so, you know, you because children are very expensive. I don't know if you heard, but they, they go to day camp and they want all the things. And that's a lot of money. We don't even have formula in this country now to feed them anyway. <laughs> you don't. You don't. So, and formula was always expensive. <laughs> so here, here we are. So, but as you, as you moved up the ladder, as you moved up the, the, your fancy. How do you know I moved in, up the ladder? Shit. Cause you ain't making 18,000 in rural Louisiana anymore. I know that <laughs> friend, mister, I'm traveling to the Netherlands for funsies. <laughs> as you moved up income brackets, how do you think that has uh, shaped you? Do you look at money differently now that you, yeah have more of it (laughs) um yes and no yes in that I finally have enough money to live the type of life that I want to live like there's nothing that I want there's nothing that I desire that I can't buy for myself if that's the easiest way to say it I have never been someone who had a desire to amass immense wealth. And for some people, it is how they define success. They're like, oh, I'm very successful. And what that really means is that they make a lot of money and they're just stacking the money somewhere. And like, they're making six figures and you know, all this money. And like, they just, they just, they feel like that's how they know they're successful. That has never been my thing. And I don't think it ever will be because I, I feel like we consume too much as people. And so every single person can live a very nice life on $200,000 a year currently. Now that may go up as, as, as inflation goes up. Cause right now, you know, what are apples? $5 a piece. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's relative, but 200,000, if every American could make $200,000 a year, mm. they could live comfortably for their life. But obviously, you know, some people make way less than that. And some people way, make way more than that. And mm-hmm. it's like, how much money is enough? Like mm-hmm. millions and millions and millions of dollars after you've bought, you can only buy so many homes. You can only buy so much jewelry. You can only, I guess you can, I was about to say you can only give so much away, but you could always give more away. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's just, it's kind of grotesque to me if I'm being honest. Um, mm. And so to me, I think about it in terms of how much money do I need to make to, to live the way that I want to live. Now, some people might argue, well, to live the way I want to live, I say, I need to make $500,000 because I, that's how I want to live. Okay, fine. If that's, mm-hmm. if that means something to you, then lean into that. that be you. That doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> I think, um, oh, if I was making $200,000, what would I do? See? Um, see? Yeah. I'm not, cause I ain't nowhere near that. <laughs> <laughs> but that that could be a different level of comfort, I think. Um, and I think it's all relative because even as uh, you know, I'm not making twenty two thousand dollars as an outreach. <laughs> or I don't even remember what I was doing. I was it was beyond outreach at that point anymore. But uh, my responsibilities are different. So um, yes, the the income might be higher, but my expenses are higher. Again, yes, I chose to have these children. Um, (laughs) um, But in order to continue to clothe, feed, house them, also think about, you know, their future. It's like the money, I don't know, paychecks come and I don't, 
I don't see it. Every now and then, Bianca dreams, she daydreams about just being just young and frisky in the city, <laughs> living. I always said I wanted to live in a cute apartment above a bodega. I don't know why, but that's always been my dream. Um, what would it be like if I had salary and no other responsibility, like disposal? I could tell you exactly what it's like. It's heaven. <laughs> Shut up. I would be still giving all my money to Jeff Bezos because Amazon stay at my house. <laughs> well, now. you're going to do that regardless. I know. Um, but what a time to have money and the freedom. But I really, I really do enjoy my kids. And again, they are my pension plan. Like they have to take care of me. I hope. Well, I mean, that's, that's the huge bonus of having kids. Like I don't have any children. So there's no one to take care of me when I'm older. You will always have uh, someone to look after you. And so that is, that is truly like, that's kind of the point of having kids, right? Isn't it? I mean, <laughs> Because hopefully you take care of them and then they take care of you. That's how it works. I hope so. I mean, I can't wait to take care of my parents. I mean, I've talked about this on the show. Like, I can't wait to take care of them. So I get it. But I don't, I won't have that. And that's, that's fine. Um, But that's, that is, that is the huge plus of having children is that you, you, you don't have to worry about, um, you know, any of that. So technically all the money I'm spending on them now is like a down payment on my future. You could look at it that way and you could look at, I'll take it a step further. It. If you do your job really well and you teach Noah and Grace how to save money and prosper and, and use it wisely, there'll be even more of it left for you to spend later when you're in your old age. Yes. The same way. Think I'm about how Doreen can get whatever she wants from you. <laughs> she really can. <laughs> she really can. I'm over here now trying to figure out how to buy my mother a new car. Um, <laughs> no, and I don't have no money. Uh, taking her on cruises for her birthday and whatnot. I hope the children do the same for me. Side note. So Deborah had the nerve, that's my mother. She had the nerve to call my phone um, and left a message. Hi, Isa, it's mom. Um, I'm in the airport. Uh, do you know anything about this um, pre-check? I don't Call me back. I need, I, need you to, I need you to take care of this for me. I was like, okay. So I call her back. I said, hey, mom. Hey. I said, what do you mean? You don't have pre-check? She's like, no. She's like, um, can you take care of that for me? And I was like, sure <laughs> and I was thinking I didn't say this term I was thinking to myself how how, how you fix your mouth to call my phone and tell me to get you pre-check but first of all is that something you, you don't even you don't do for coin, somebody else where's your coin purse pull out your <laughs> coin purse and get you some pre-check wait a minute she, she literally I kid you not my mother called my phone because she was in the airport and didn't have pre-check and as opposed to just getting the pre-check while she's there or signing up for it. She called me and said, could I take care of her pre-check for her? And of course I said, yes, because she's my fucking mother. But the nerve, <laughs> the sheer nerve, temerity to pick up her phone and call me, tell me that she wanted me to take care of her pre-check. She said, Isaiah knows these things. He travels all of the time. So she was literally just using her resources. But hold on, you got, you can get pre-check on the spot. Like I know you can do clear, no, you have to use, there's a process. So you yeah, sign up, there's an interview, et cetera, et cetera. But my mother's, she's, my mother, <laughs> she went to college. She held, she's, she held down a job. She, she knows how to do things. Like she could go through the process herself. It only costs what, 90 bucks or whatever. She just don't want to do it. She wants me to do it. Well, <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. 
And you will though, because this is why we have children to take care of these things that we don't want to. I love it. It's like when I go ask, um, when I'm upstairs laying in my bed and I go ask Noah to go downstairs and get my purse. <laughs> Such a mess. Sure, I can do it. But why? You That's... act like you're living in a White House. It's not that far it is, from uh, the upstairs not. to the downstairs to wherever my... the downstairs purse could be. My house is not that big, but he's at that age where he's willing to do these things. He's going to get to that age where he's like, no, I don't feel like it and grown. But right now he's like, yes, mommy, I got it. Cause he loves me. All that to say, um, there was no rhyme and reason in this guy to do. We told y'all at the top of the show that we're just doing whatever this week and winging it. And so we're not maybe, apologizing for it. We're not, we're, we're not. So By maybe, the way, yes. I'm sorry, finish your thought and then I'll tell no. you something don't forget it hold on to it um so the guy because we know how your clearly your memory is anyway uh so the kind of do this week is to uh pay yourself if you can <laughs> for all those times that you were making just low or no wages and now you might be grown and you can tuck something away for your future tuck something away Go i think ahead. maddie might need a bath um maddie is over here losing it <laughs> I'm going to say this a little bit low because I don't want him to hear. So, you know, I'm in Florida on vacation. I'm staying in Airbnb mm. and I just saw a really cute guy come in with his luggage and it was just him. And I think he's staying next door and I, I can maybe befriend him while I'm here. Isn't there an app for that? <laughs> it's vacation, y'all. <laughs> don't the gays have an app where they can... Oh my God. Do they ever, they have one Fine for every, friends. every, every subgroup. Oh, but you're not on the apps anymore. Well, you're not on the dating ones. No, we, we, already, we already had an episode on that, Bianca. Okay. So what, anyway, anyway, neither here nor there. Neither um, <laughs> gotta do, continue to count them pennies. Cautiously optimistic is back. You ready? I know you are. I might edit this out. No, you won't. <laughs> cautiously optimistic with Bianca Ward when you really want to be happy but you know that all shenanigans are possible this week I'm cautiously optimistic about the following and one that goes right with the money cautiously optimistic about church building funds <laughs> lotions made for extra dry skin and parenting cautiously optimistic you're welcome <laughs> Go ahead. You can ask this week because we're doing whatever anyway. Go ahead. Look at your face. A lotion for extra dry skin. What made you think of that? Because you can ever buy lotion and they're like lotion for extra dry skin or whatever. And it's supposed to be like thicker and better. And you think it is just going to get your ash together. And it still does not. But I buy these things all the time thinking it's going to do what the bottle says. So I'm optimistic but well, i know if it's you just, if you are if you are consistent with your skin regimen your skin should never be dry so there's no you would never need an extra dry lotion because if you lotion every day with just the normal you're never going to be extra dry no Hello. that's not no that's not true because seasonal so in this in the winter we are naturally drier because the heat is on what is as okay so so there. so i didn't know we were doing this on this segment today so i have the lotion i have the oils and then I have the the uh, the aloe vera, the aloe. Those are the bare essentials. And when I say bare essentials, the bare essentials. And you put and on all you, three? 
Not necessarily. Okay. You, okay. Your combination depends mm-hmm. on the season and the dryness. Now, what is your, and your soap has to be like a good high quality moisturizing soap goes without saying. What is your regimen and how are you shifting it through the season? So I do a moisturizing body wash situation. I use Body Shop's body butters. So I use the hemp, um, which is like their thickest in the Does winter. it have shea and, and coconut oil in it? It has, look at the dog pulling on the things. Look at the damn dog. Um, the hemp has... I don't know, but it's thick. It is made for their extra dry. The hemp and their avocado butter is also made for like extra, extra. So that's like the my winter things. And then my summer, I usually move to something a little bit lighter. So then I might do their shea or their nut um, <laughs> or their coconut <laughs> because it's not as thick. So I might, you know, move down a little bit um, or I might do their mango because I like the scent, but I'm pretty um, faithful to body shops, body butters. Okay. (laughs) Let's get out of here. Are you reading with us? Are you really? Um, next week it's a double book next week because next week we're going to be reviewing single black female by Tracy Brown. And we'll be announcing the book for June. It's my turn to pick. It's Pride Month. And we're doing a Ward and Webster Beauty Shop Book Club. (laughs) So you know it's going to be on point for June. You don't want to miss that. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share this podcast on all the platforms in which you're doing that. And follow us on social media, on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. The handle is Ward and Webster. You can also... Find new episodes of this podcast every Saturday morning at wardenwebster.com. And that's all I'm going to say. (laughs) Before we go. I don't have to do it every week. You don't. Before we go, I'm going to give some of our wonders some love because they have been in the inbox. Who? Two two things. The wonders have been in the inbox. So two things I want to mention because one of our wonders um, from last week reminded us that the, the, the mother uh, Miss Patty LaBelle is also a Gemini. <laughs> so I have to mention that. And um, one of our good, good faithful wonders gave me a whole list when we were talking about the 90s daytime um, talk shows of just a, a list of Black queens that had talk shows that we missed. So I'm just going to mention a few. Della Reese um Ayanla Ayanla Vincent did have a daytime show which was very cute um Ananda Lewis from Teen Summit I forgot that Tempest Bledsoe from the Cosby show had a talk show but she had no one watched that no one watched don't do that and most recently uh Queen Latifah she she had a run it wasn't 90s it was 2000s it was it was a fun good time but all that to say my girl was in the inbox like don't forget the black women that have been doing this talk show thing it was not just Oprah well (laughs) I'm here for it (laughs) well none of the shows that you mentioned and I'm sorry other than Rolanda Watts none of the shows that you mentioned are in the same spirit or you know visibility as the ones we discussed now not that I'm not saying that we can't talk about them but those shows were nowhere near as successful as the ones we were talking about last week I completely forgot that Della Reese had a show so now I want to go on the YouTube and see if there are some episodes or some clips and if there are we should probably share them because I love Della Reese I mean 
I mean, sure. I don't. I don't dislike Della Reese. I mean, Touch by an Angel was a thing, uh, but I feel like I would prefer her as an actress. As I don't. I don't even think she would be good as a talk show host. Oh, like I, I can't see that for her. I literally don't remember. So we're gonna go back and look and watch and recap. Okay. <laughs> On that note, I'm Isaiah Webster. <laughs> you. This for is a show, for a show that we really didn't have a whole lot for. We sure are still talking. I love it. <laughs> They need it. They appreciate it. I am, as always and forever, (laughs) am the grateful Bianca Ward. Thank you for listening. And we are out.